This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five Kalen DeBoer replacements. Had to have a couple of these. I sadly last night worked on a Mike Norvell one. Through tears. Wow, wow. stop. <laughs> but, no, uh, but, but I didn't have to worry about it. But I was ready. I was prepared for this. Top five Kalen DeBoer replacement. Now, these are mine. I don't have any in, in, inside insight. I can't wait for two years from now when, if, like, Mike Norvell wins, like, eight games and people are begging for him to leave Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. Can't cut it in the SEC, wherever yeah. they end up. Yeah. But yeah. anyways. Oh, I'm, I'm confident. I've supported him from the beginning. Number five. Jamie Chadwell, because he belongs on every P5 list until he decides to do that and take that gig because he will win. He will absolutely win if you hire him. Now, maybe you don't want to bring him all the way across the country, but Bama's doing that with Kalen DeBoer. I honestly, I I know Liberty's paying well, and he, he probably hasn't had that opportunity open up that's the one where he would take that jump and make the big swing, but... I really do think that this is a guy that someone has to look at eventually because much like Kalen DeBoer, all he's done is win where he's been and Washington took that chance with Kalen DeBoer. I think that would be a school that would take the chance with Jamie Chadwell, albeit they have a new athletic director, but uh, who's who may have no connection to Jamie Chadwell at all or wanting to go and grab somebody out of the lower levels. But I do think he's a great head coach, and he'll be a great head coach where he is. The furthest west he's ever been, I think, is Greenville, Alabama, or maybe well, Mississippi, I mean, or that's, uh, that's practically, East Tennessee State. That's practically San Diego. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I know I've, I've read articles because I've been wondering what's kind of the holdup, and I know there's one I stumbled across from a couple of years ago. I was talking about the NCAA violations that it seemed to followed him at a couple of stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, this year, I mean, honestly, guys, they didn't play jack squat yeah, on no. their schedule. They didn't play anybody. And, and then they finally did, and they got, you know, shoved into the locker, basically, by Oregon. So... I'm with you. I think he's a good coach. I don't know, like, why this seems to be, like, a delayed process of not getting a bigger opportunity. And maybe it doesn't seem like that big a deal. I think I just hear Paul mention it so often when, like, every single coaching search, you bring him up for for candidacy if it's in the South. And so, at some point, that's going to break. Um, But I don't think really minds changed all too much based on what happened in Virginia this past year because, I mean – that program's kind of been humming along, and you look at having Caden Salter there and, and who they played. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a guy who is going to still be mentioned with all these lists until he's at a bigger spot, and when is that day going to come? At some point, but uh, is it some point soon? That's, that's the big question. Absolutely. Number four. Glenn Schumann. Look, if they want to go the coordinator out, Glenn Schumann is the D.C. at Looks Georgia. Like Prince Andrew. Yeah, he does <laughs> look a little bit. <laughs> I don't know about the Swifties, but that looks like Prince Andrew. I'm just, okay. Or Prince Harry. Harry yeah, Prince yeah. Harry, yeah. that's right. Yeah, let's say not like Prince Andrew. No, that guy's no, having no, a rough. sad that I know that. Yeah, that, that guy's having a rough go. Yeah, it looks like Prince Harry, but go ahead and bring Prince Glenn, uh, one of the best coordinators in the country, uh, over and give him his first shot. Look, the uh, hiring the Georgia defensive coordinator has worked out for your biggest rival. Uh, maybe you copy it. Uh, suit there. I I thought that when I when I was waiting to hear the coordinator name for Alabama, this is the guy I was expecting to hear because he's a Bama grad. He's in that tree. He's been at Georgia. That hurts your rival. All that. Not 
oh, Tommy Reese. You know, you know they have to have an internal candidate most of the time, but I expected to kind of hear his name floated out there and didn't. Uh, so maybe, again, uh, this could be an opportunity for him, but he's been a, a very successful over the last couple of years taking over uh, for Dan Lanning, who left and, and went to Oregon. Okay. He yeah. was actually a name that was like a long shot for Alabama. Like he, His name was not that he was going to be it, but – I saw that as if you look for any long shots at Alabama. Go ahead, Craig. Seems like a pretty safe bet to hire the guy from Georgia. I yeah. mean, uh, they're, they're kind of churning them out nowadays. But, yeah, he certainly is a, a name that we're going to hear a lot more about, especially when it comes to coaching candidacies the farther down the tracks we go. So, yeah, that, that'll be an interesting guy to just continue to keep an eye on. And, um, you know, man, Dan Lanning, I think going off and doing what he did and doing it so immediately just it's, think, makes you think that, like, all right, Kirby's the one that's going to be churning out all these guys. The, the you know, these, these, I mean, think about that. All the guys that Saban churned out as far as head coach, like assistants turned to head coaches. Like, it's going to be fun to watch Kirby's tree and how all that sort of branches out over the coming years with the amount of success that they've, they've already had. Number three. Ryan Grubb, which might be number one, but uh, if you're talking about the coordinator route, uh, just promote from within. This is uh, a guy who directed your very successful offense, well thought of in the area, and so we'll see. Uh, maybe this is the most seamless thing to do to keep things going, but there's going to be staff flux no matter what at Washington, but Ryan Grubb would be the, you know, keep the train of the tracks kind of a thing. Yeah, do you know Ryan Schumann went to McKinney Boyd High School? Glenn Schumann? Yeah, Glenn Schumann. Glenn Schumann, I did yeah, not Glenn know Schumann. that, no. Yeah, Ryan Grubb is, uh, is the – yeah, he went to the McKinney Boyd High School. So I thought that was just an interesting note being here in the state of Texas. But um, – and uh, also an Alabama guy. But, yeah, Ryan Grubb, that seems to be the kind of layup here. I mean, barring something that we aren't aware of, not being right there behind the scenes. But if you're trying to make this as seamless as possible and get right to work on getting your roster in order and, and moving on without too much of a – of a dip, then that would seem to be the logical candidate. Ryan Grubb, though, and DeBoer have been together a yeah. long time, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. And, and But it would be great if Grubb got that opportunity, and he probably has earned it. But, yeah, they've been together. Sioux Falls, Fresno State, Washington. And you wonder if that's kind of like a, a pitchers and catchers uh, uh, type uh, combination with those two. Well, I mean, at some point, though, you, no, I agree. you get an opportunity yeah. at Washington to yeah. be moved to the big – the year they moved to the Big Ten after a semi or a college football championship – a final run, then, then yeah, but that is something to, to bear in mind. And Strike sure, when you're hot. Yeah, we'll be a part of the conversation. Number two, Jason Candle at Toledo. This guy's probably about to be the next guy who takes that uh, big P5 jump. Look, he's in Big Ten country, uh, and they're about to be a Big Ten team. Uh, he's a really, really brilliant coach, and keep kind of waiting for him to, to, to make that move, and Washington at least – to me, it would bear looking at him because he is uh, an offensive innovator, among other things, and someone who could come in and I think you could kind of play the same style if you're not ready to hand it over to Ryan Grubb. Yeah, I guess uh, he's one of those as well that uh, along with, um, what's his face, Jamie Chadwell, it is just going to be there until somebody finally says, nope, it's time. Um, I've read mixed reviews on Jason Candle. Uh, who was the guy we had on from Toledo after Daquan Finn committed? That was like, yeah, I don't think he's Devin, that. Yeah, Devin the Gardner. The, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah the you're reporter right. was like, yeah. I think he's kind of overhyped and overblown, yeah. and so I don't really know what to make of Jason Candle. I won't pretend that I watch enough Toledo football to have like a really strong opinion on him. I know that 
I've seen his name crop up. I've read a good bit about him. They seem to have had a lot of success. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what the, the missing piece is there or if that reporter's kind of onto something and it's a little bit overblown. Not sure. Um, so I probably shouldn't talk about it too much. But, yeah, he is a guy that gets mentioned quite a bit for these openings. And, number one, I think the best guy you can hire to hit the ground running would be Jed Fish. Now, look, I know that Arizona fans don't want to hear that, but he's going to be in demand. And, Jason Shearer said that the the place he thinks he'd really go is Florida, and he might get that opportunity, and you know before he knows it. Uh, and but Jed Fish has done a fantastic job at Arizona. He's well traveled. He's been all over. You know he's a he's been a lot of different places as a coach. So wherever he winds up. You clearly, like Tucson, hit the ground running. If he wound up in Gainesville in a year, he could hit the ground running. If he winds up in Seattle, he'll probably hit the ground he looks running. Looks like Gus Malzahn. A little bit. He's got the visor yeah. and the glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jed Fish to me would be the best one. Saying so. all white people with glasses and visors look alike. Is that what I'm trying to say? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. He's he's a really good coach. I mean, he's did a, a bang up job with Arizona. Uh, you know, right out of the gates, and has created a bit of excitement with that program that I can't recall. Uh, man, in a really long time that there's been kind of a buzz around Arizona. I remember, like, and I know it hasn't been this long, but I, when I think of Arizona, I remember when the like, Desert Swarm was on the SI cover, mm. year, like, 30 years Who ago. Was that Dick something was the head coach? That was, uh, I don't Tommy? remember. Dick Tommy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember that for some reason, that SI cover, Desert Swarm. And um, anyways, that's that's for some reason what I think of when I think of Arizona football still to this day. But he's done a really good job. He's got a special quarterback. He's got a really good wide receiver set to come back amongst other talented players on that roster and plenty to, to add on to that after a really good and from a lot of people surprising run this past year and now you move to the big 12 but you know we all understand and I think we all have to be honest with ourselves and, and try to be that is that there are these two conferences that seemingly have bigger bankrolls and bigger opportunities that are just going to have a little bit more of an appeal for some people and so I think you're always going to have to be uh, on alert whenever one of those jobs opens up, you know. And so, yeah, that's something I think that Arizona fans, until that job gets filled, you got to be a little nervous because he's just a logical guy to uh, be looked at, and he's a really good coach. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Washington kick the tires if they decide to make it a prolonged or uh, non-in-house hire. All right, you cannot do top fives. And, again, you cannot use both Chadwell and Candle on the same list anymore. I know it's your top five, but I'm putting down my foot on that deal. I uh, don't care. Okay. <laughs> All right, Grayson Grunhafer, thank you for your time earlier today. Also, thanks to Pat Smith, John McClain, James Crepia, and Mickey Spagnola. Emery Winter is dialing it up. What he does is amazing for us every night, 365 Sports Tonight on the local CW. And then Garrett Ross, you haven't even thought about how much I'm going to make you pay next week with more tweets and graphics (laughs) and images and more. Great job, young man, doing what you did. For Craig Smoke and for Paul Catalina, all of our sponsors, for those of you, we appreciate you in the chat. Back Monday, Paul's Triple Option at 1, this show at 3. Have a great weekend. Good night. David Smoke, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.